And moving on to the other half of sheep being wool, uh, it's been a stable to, to sort of lower kind of outlook and period for wool. Um, is there any upside in front or is wool still exposed to the broader economic conditions that might temper things for a while? Thanks again, Mark. And we're turning now to our wool markets, which have just recommenced um, in early August following the annual three-week winter recess, uh, which, of course, is through the late July, early August period. Um, and going back to have a look at what happened prior to that, we saw that there had been a period of relatively stable prices in wool through autumn, if not really through the whole of the 22-23 season, particularly when we compare wool to other commodities at least. Um, but what happened through that winter period was the market experienced quite a long run, I think around eight weeks in total of week-on-week -week price corrections. Um, so it was really starting to hurt by the end of that eighth week. And we saw this across all micron categories for the, for the first two months of winter um, to varying degrees. So what played out uh, following this price correction was that growers reacted and they reduced the number of bales on offer just prior to the recess, um, which created a slight supply issue for buyers looking to stock up before the recess. And so in the favour of those who did send their wool in, it contributed to a slight lift in prices over those final two sales. So following all of those fluctuations, what we saw at the close um, of the season before the recess was the EMI closing out at 1,179 cents. That's back 209 cents on the same time last year, so quite significant, around 15%. And the Western indicator, uh, which experienced similar pricing trends through the same time, um, closed out at a more favourable 13.39 cents per kilo, back a slightly lower number, 134 cents on the same time for the prior year. So notwithstanding that drop that we saw over that quite protracted period through the winter, individual prices across the microns, they really continue to demonstrate that it's those 19 to 21 micron types that hold firmest and are attracting the most demand and really demonstrating that they're the most resilient uh, wool types in terms of pricing for some time now. In the spring edition of our upcoming Commodity Insights publication, uh, we take a look at the high, low and closing price over the past 12 months of all of the micron categories reported. And what we uh, really saw was clear from this exercise is both the range of prices received uh, in terms of that spread between the high and the low and the closing price um, prior to the re winter recess, it really significantly favoured the 19 to 21 micron wools. Uh, and really, it's not surprising then to see so many of our merino producers focusing their breeding efforts on these wool types, as they do continue to perform the best uh, on a pure wool return point of view, at least. Uh, so what's causing this market price pressure? It would appear to be a sluggish importer demand and buyer activity, uh, along with really consistent uh, good supply. Uh, we saw 1.8 million bales offered in the 2022 sorry, 22-23 season, this was less than 1% increase on 21-22 season, so a really stable amount of wool coming through the system now. And when we look at that year in review, the 22-23 season, that's just behind us. Uh, we can look at exports, just have a quick look at where our wool went. Um, as per usual, around 80% went to China. This has been a long-term trend now. Um, but the last year saw a good increase, 37% uh, increase, in fact, to wool shipments to India. 
uh, so it's coming off a really low base, um, but it's taking now 7% of our wool and any market diversification is, of course, a welcome addition to the wool industry. So the biggest unknown going forward into the spring is um, likely going to be that Chinese wool demand um, from buyers, both for their domestic consumer in China, but also for their global wool customers. Um, we know that around 50% at least of Australian wool that's processed is actually destined for Chinese domestic consumers. And these early signs now being reported of a slowing Chinese economy certainly carry the possibility that uh, it could impact consumer spending on items such as wool and clothing. Um, our other major end markets largely spread through Europe, North America, where the cost of living pressures and risks of mild recessions in some nations still remain. Um, it also is potentially going to put pressure on those discretionary spending choices such as clothing. And it's feasible that that usual spike in wool demand that we would see in the Northern Hemisphere spring, autumn and winter period uh, may be less than we've seen in previous years. I think it's important to note that wool as a fibre is not alone in its downward price trend. We've seen all major fibre indices across cotton, polyester um, and acrylics following a really similar pattern of a slow price reduction over the period from around late 22 through um, to the end of winter this year. Importantly, I think in the current global economic settings, wool remains really competitively priced. Uh, against these other fibres and as much as we want to differentiate the product to generate market access and continued uh, consumer demand, at least for now, wool uh, is maintaining as, a, as an option for consumers when price is a major factor in decision making. So being competitively priced at this point in the economic cycle uh, would appear to be not a bad thing. Moving away from prices and exports, there's some interesting data out recently from MLA following the release of their latest sheet producer intentions survey. Uh, this demonstrates the majority of the Australian ewe flock continues to be merino, about 64%, and the balance of the flock, uh, of course, made up of those first cross and prime lamb ewes. The survey also tells us that New South Wales and Vic account for the majority of the national flock and that our largest producers, and we'll say that those are with uh, more than 3,000 head on hand, are collectively responsible for almost 65% of all breeding sheep. So what we can draw from that information is that it's likely to be the decisions of these larger scale producers that are going to greatly influence volumes and types of wool on offer in auction rooms over the coming season.